Round one, fight. Heroes never die. I'm Commander Shepard, and this is my favorite store on the Citadel. I used to be an adventurer like you. Then I took an arrow in the knee. Power, sex, sex, power. They both come down to one thing. Hungry Gamers. Hello, 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 and welcome, boys and girls, to the 207th episode of the Hungry Gamers Podcast. We are powered by 8bit.net and those sexist, sexy legends over at Audio Technica. I'm your extremely humble host, Brendan White. You can find me just about everywhere, Brendan 8bit. And joining me today, the Chad Musker to my Bucky Lassick. We are talking about a lady that can be found at Miss Ally Hart. My podcast writer, die. How you doing today, Miss Ali Hart? You picked my character. Nice work. Yes. <laughs> I, I knew I had like a, a one in a one in ten or one in twelve. I can't remember the, the original it. roster, but I I took a punt and uh, stuck the landing. Nailed it right on the head. Hell yeah, I did. How are you doing, Superman? I'm doing fantastic. <laughs> uh, I've I've got uh, Tony Hawk Pro Skater. Uh, demo warehouse level running through my veins after uh, getting on that action this week, and I see yeah. you have too. Yeah. Should we just jump jump right into that and, and talk yeah. about our feelings on Tony Hawk and yeah. is the excitement level still there? Let's dump on it. Um, yeah, I can't believe like that nostalgic feeling that like pumped in my chest as soon as like just rolling down that hill. I had the unfortunate thing where I originally played Tony Hawk on Nintendo sixty four. Mm-hmm. so with that, that nice chunky controller so um i was playing on playstation uh, <laughs> <I can't laughs> it <laughs> does not compute like i like sat there for ages just like trying to figure out the controls and constantly like falling over and breaking bones and whatnot but i finally got the rhythm of it and was able to you know get back to where i was with lining up moves and everything um kind of sad that there weren't videotapes anywhere i felt like that was really missing yeah no tapes no skate letters none of that it's just just hawk and his board in the warehouse yeah with a sweet soundtrack thumping in the back yeah i really liked the intro video as well i, I like i they, they had intro videos right in the originals i believe so it felt familiar when I watched it in the yeah, demo. Yeah, yeah. But it was really good seeing it, um, launching up the demo and just seeing that little sequence at the start and just like going through the menus and then going through all these uh, Tony Hawk's clothes and changing that up and oh, just so many wonderful memories. And it's like, it's it's very promising. The, the only thing, and I'm going to pitch this to you, see if you felt the same way. Did you feel like um, that like there was maybe a bit of like disconnect, like it was either faster or slower? Like I was having a lot of issues with like the timing of moves lining up. Oh, yeah. It took me probably five, five or so runs till I started feeling a little bit comfortable and getting into some rhythm, like knowing which angle you're going to land at when you let go of a certain grab trick or something to know which way you're going to be facing so you don't eat it in a half pipe or something like that. And it felt like some of the button inputs were a little off at times, but I don't know if that's just because I haven't played a skate game in forever. And (laughs) it's so fast, like especially when you're, you're doing certain kick tricks or grab tricks and then you're grinding something then you're wall riding into a into a manual into a grind like you're just like mashing all these buttons really fast like where's my muscle memory come back come back come back and then you end up chaining like 
I think the I think I chained like a hundred thousand points in one trick, Oof. and that was probably the best I did. Where I was like grinding stuff, kick flip into a grind, into a manual, into a grind, into the half pipe, into this, into that, and yeah, yeah it's probably the best thing I did during my time. I think I played for maybe probably an hour and a half to two yeah. hours. Yeah, I'd that's say pretty fair, especially with having you know what we were given, but like. I think it was the right amount. Like I, I honestly like thought I'm like what? What? Just one stage, one one person. But um, no, it was good. It was just it was a good taste, good taste test of what to expect. Um, but yeah, um, I also had a lot of issues with landing, like a lot of like the spinning and landing, or mm-hmm. like kind of like coming off a ramp and landing. And I don't know what my neighbors think of me, but they just probably heard like "fuck off." I was straight. And have no idea what I was doing in my apartment. Oh, that poor girl needs Jesus. (laughs) So, but it was a good, it was a good experience, and I can't wait to the full game comes out. Yeah, like um, a lot of a lot of my memories to certain tricks about which way you need to be facing when you are landing (laughs) is gone. Like, and there's a few tricks. Like, I love. I think the air walk is one of my favorite ones to watch. Mm. But I could just not line up the way I'm meant to be facing in a half pipe when I'm sort of descending back down from being in the skies but yeah it was really cool didn't land a 900 i tried to do the 900 a fair yeah. few times and just couldn't get the like the altitude to get those rotations in yeah did his did his grind a couple of times and he's um i think it was a aerial mctwist or something i think was his other special move God, I so remember. i popped that a couple of times but it felt like comfort food, this game. Like it mm. felt like I was teleported back to the PlayStation and I was just young, prepubescent Brendan again, skating my heart out. But it was weird for me too because I was playing this on Xbox. So I had a bit of a different thing with the controller structure in my hand yep. as well. Mm-hmm. And I was playing on the Elite controller at first. And because it's got, I've got toggles and like I've got paddles on the back that map the remap the face buttons. I was using that a bit as well, which was just weird me out even more. I was going to But I got say. used to it, and it was kind of easier to be able to just ollie straight into a kick trick or a grab trick instead of sort of jumping from you know thumb button across a few face oh. buttons. So it was sort of quicker in that regard. But it just took a little bit of time to reconfigure my thought process. Oh, okay, I'm gonna have to the soundtrack was thumping. Yeah, yeah. It, it wasn't long till I figured out how to do the switch to the next track, just so mm. you know, Goldfinger could just play on repeat. Yeah, but I I can't wait. And and little things like as you mentioned right off the jump there, like the the character customization. I forgot about things where you could get different different costumes for them and and customize the. I remember you being able to customize the you know the skate deck, the the bearings, the wheels, all yeah. that kind of stuff. And I can't wait to get back into that. Yeah, and plus we're going to have all these, like, new characters as well, like having the previous ones in there, but then also these new characters as well. So it's it's going to be it's going to be good. It's going to have that, well, hopefully, it's going to have that right level of, like, you know, nostalgia, but also, like, that freshness as well, so mm-hmm. it doesn't get too stale. Um, I've, I'm not familiar with Park Builder. Was Park Builder in the previous games? Yeah, Park Builder, I think it came in in number three. I don't oh. think it was in number two. But uh, you can have some mad fun with that. I remember yeah. just making like the stupidest level sometimes where it was almost just like a spiral rail. Like it was just one big sort of spiral rail and you it's sort of go going right away as if you're going down a drain. Yeah. But yeah, you can do so many cool things. So I'm looking forward to, to building parks. I'm wondering if you're going to get like a custom character you can make of yourself oh. or if you're going to be able to sort of import maybe designs for your skateboards. 
Oh, yeah. Which I, I think could be that. pretty cool. But then maybe it comes down to licensing. So maybe they'll avoid that. But I can't wait. Like it comes out in two weeks. I think it releases in full in two weeks. I think it's around the third of September. I think. Yeah, it was it was early September. So, and I mean the fact that they're already like you know pushing it with the demo and everything. So. Yeah, and, and shout out to the data miners. They've confirmed uh, that Officer Dick is back, and uh, Jack Black is going to be uh, having his likeness embedded into uh, portray Officer Dick. So, uh, <laughs> mate, we we can't get enough of Jack Black in the video game space at the moment. I like that they're like actually making his likeness in there. Like, how awesome would it be to be immortalized in such a franchise? You know, like I've talked about it a few times. Like, that's that's one of my my bucket list sort of uh, ultimate ambition uh, things that I'd like to achieve. Is even if the game is kind of crappy, I just want to have myself immortalized in a game in some fashion. So <laughs> uh, one day, I'm going to divert the conversation a little bit here, just because you've said this, like you know, having like a bucket list of like reaching something. This week, um, something on Twitter went viral where it was like, show a GIF, like type in your name and choose a GIF that shows like how you feel right now. And I just mm-hmm. got so like, not frustrated, but kind of, I guess, semi-jealous of like how many people were able to find a GIF of themselves. Yeah. And I was just yeah. like, I want to reach that level. <laughs> I want to go into Giphy and type my name and find myself. You <laughs> could do it. do it. It just takes some time. You could get on Giphy and upload one to yourself, but... You know, that's yeah. that's some next level vanity right there, I guess, when you're uploading GIFs of yourself to use later to post about yourself. Yeah, because like, there's always like, you know, people have like levels of like what kind of, if, if they ever got famous, like what would be the peak? And like, I don't want like anything that a normal person wants. The two things have probably just, well, I guess the GIF thing, but always like an action figure. Oh, yes. Yes. Like have an action figure of yourself. Like I guess that also sounds really, really vain, but it's just like I guess growing up having like action figures and toys like that and then just, you know, seeing yourself immortalized in a toy, that just sounds really cool. <laughs> exactly. You know what? Who doesn't love playing with himself? So like exactly. it just makes sense. And yeah, so action figures and gifts. I think the gift one is a lot more obtainable. Like yeah. I know you can commission people to make action figures. I don't know the costs. Maybe we could look into that. Maybe we could look into that for <laughs> shits and giggles and get some one-off <laughs> action figures. Bitch face not included. Hell yeah. No, you could have interchangeable faces. Yeah, I'd need them. <laughs> Swappable heads. <laughs> Hell yeah. Oh, I'm so excited. And another game you've been playing that I'm excited to talk about with you. You're back on the Apex Legends train <laughs> just in time for season six. Sorry, everyone. Yeah, I jumped on Apex too. Um, I, as I was explaining to you uh, during the week in our messages, like I don't know if it's because of all my successes with Fall Guys. Like I've had this like false like sense of like ability of like you know what like this is kind of like a battle royale. And I'm winning. Maybe I can actually get back to shooters. I don't know. <laughs> Maybe I'm just an elite gamer now. <laughs> Maybe I'm just perfect. Um, <laughs> so. And I'm like, I thought about all the battle royals that were out there. And um, I decided that Apex might be the more, I don't know, softer one to get into. I don't know what I mean by softer. More appealing? I don't know. It's certainly more appealing IMO, but soft. Yeah, maybe not so much softness. Like, like, because with Warzone, I don't know, there's this level in Warzone where I kind of think it's too serious. I don't know, like, at least with, like, Apex, there's, like, it's... I don't know. Like, I don't want to say it's not serious because it, there's a lot of talented people that play it, but I just want to say that, like, I guess it's more on the level, if I was to say on the spectrum, with, like, Overwatch. 
with like yeah, I think it's lighter in tone. Like the fact that the characters yeah. are talking and cracking jokes, and you yeah. can um, throw your little quips out there, and it's a little bit brighter and a little. I get what you mean. Like aesthetically, it's less serious and less drab than than a Call of Duty game. Like there is some ridiculously good players in it. Don't get me wrong, and and I came up against a lot of them this week playing as well. But I get what you're saying. Yeah. Well, so that's why it won, like, out of my choice, you know, options. And then I reached out to Twitter and thank you to everyone that kind of, like, gave me some advice in regards to, like, getting back in. Um, I didn't realize how long it had been since I played. I think apparently based on my information, it was early last year. Oh, damn. Um, Damn, that's a long time ago. Yeah. So I kind of, like, I jumped in. Everything was new. There was all these characters that I didn't know about. The map was completely different. Um, And I don't want to toot my own horn, but um, the first game that I jumped into, we won. (laughs) (laughs) It's clear that those uh, Battle Royale abilities from Fall Guys have uh, transcended. I'm going pro. I'm leaving 8-bit. Um, I got like I only got one kill. I'm not going to like gloat about a win when I only got one kill. Was but... it the last kill? Was it the final kill? No, it was kill? the first kill. <laughs> My I um I was pl- I had a had two quick rounds before I went to bed last night. First mm. round got absolutely schooled like we dropped and were just in the shit straight away, but the last round we played or the second and final game we played I uh, got the win and I was the um I stole like only kill the game I got and it was the last kill. And um, you feel really great doing that. Like I felt dirty because the other two dudes on my team were were pretty good. But uh, yeah, I took I took the final kill. I took the kill that mattered. So they can't take that from me. It's this like level of awkwardness where like like I load into the game and it's like, should I warn these people that I'm an absolute potato? Like this is like new. Like I I have no idea where we're going. The map is new to me. I know it says that I'm a level 10, but that's a level 10 from a long time ago. So, but I'm like, screw it. Let's get into this. Let's like play. And for the most part, I don't think anyone got too frustrated. I had one person drop out on our trio. Um, It sucks when that happens. Yeah. But like for me and the other person, we still got pretty far. So, um, so far really positive. I think... I need to learn the like meta with guns. I need to know what works well for me. What's the better guns? Is Mozambique still shit? Because I got that a lot. <laughs> yeah, Mozambique is the trash weapon. Uh, I I do not <sighs> muck around with that at all. Like if I pick it up right at the start of a game, I know that if I'm in a firefight, I'm losing because for some reason I can't hit the side of a barn with this gun. Like it's a shotgun. It's meant to you know scatter pellets and everything like that, but. I cannot aim that thing for the life of me for some reason, but yeah. it's tough because you read the meta as far as what they, you know, what they rank the games guns as, like in tiers and the damage or whatever else. And some yeah. of the guns that they rank at the top, they might be the best, but they just don't work that way for me. So I've sort of really narrowed. Like I'm a LMG guy. Like I love my Spitfire. The Devotion's back, and then. Um, the the prowler if you can get a prowler with a select fire on it awesome uh, the r r three hundred one the r ninety nine and then the uh, flatline are sort of my go tos I don't muck around oh. with the pistols don't muck around with the wingmans uh, the massive shotguns pretty beasty uh, as well if you can rock one of them but that's yeah. about it see because it's obviously obviously a game or a community would have their tier of like what is the best gun and everything but then there's just how you play like i'm anti-sniper mm-hmm. i can't snipe i hate the idea of sniping i hate being away from combat but in the same sense i also don't like really being in it so then i don't like shotguns 
because I just find shotguns are just not like they don't handle well with me. Yeah, the so. the Mastiff seems like it's the the god tier shotgun and it it does okay. But I'm with you, like uh, not not that great with a sniper. I don't mind being in the thick of it, but I get scared when I'm in the thick of it by myself. That's <laughs> that's the part. Like I'll get a bit too gung ho sometimes where we'll, we'll be breaking in on, a, on another enemy squad and I'll charge in thinking the other guys are with me and then they're not there and then I'm in the middle of it against two or three other people and then I'm screwed for the most part. And so yeah. I got to gotta know when to sort of take a step back and wait for the squad or go in with some cohesion, you know? Yeah, and like, and that goes to also back with the guns, like me not being with my squad because I'm sitting... <laughs> I'm imagining this like from someone else's perspective where I'm like picking up a gun, standing there for a while, like in, I'm trying to like figure out, I'm like, is this the right gun for me? Like, what? Mm -hmm. And then the next, you know, I drop it and I'm like, no, this isn't the right gun. Drop it again. Like <laughs> constantly like switching out guns and everything. Like this per people are probably like, just fucking pick a gun. Yeah. So, I, th I think as long as you've got an, you've some type of automatic gun and then your mm. secondary i try and do both automatics because you don't have to worry so much about burst fire and everything but as yeah. long as you've got something that can chew a lot of bullets out really quick as your primary you're good to go yeah yeah it's a learning process it's it's really hard to like kind of get back into it with your training wheels and figuring it all out especially when everyone else is there just you know playing to win and just going yeah. hard so I feel like I feel bad, but then I'm also just like, ah, you know what? At least I can mute my team. <laughs> oh yeah, the the amount of young young children that get on that game and then they're on the comms, they're like, hey, I'm going here. Hey, I'm grabbing that gun. Oi, come pick me up. It's like you got you dropped 15 kilometers away from us. You got shot straight off the bat, and then you're pinging for a re like for a revive, and you're like, mate, I'm seven hours away on foot. Like I'm not going to get to you. It's like bloody kids, stay in school. And if it's of a night time, go to bed. Stuff, stuff, my console. But um, yeah. So, so you've been playing a lot of Bangalore. I think you've been yeah. playing Bangalore. I I feel like Bangalore is like the best kind of like entry. There's just, just as a, a lot of elements to it that just makes it like easy to kind of get into the game. Mm -hmm. Um, I like. I don't think I've really experimented with anyone. I've been told Pathfinder is nerfed. Like I don't know really what that meant, but like. I've never really played Pathfinder anyway, so I kind of wanted to play Bloodhound, but... Bloodhound's really, like, they've really buffed Bloodhound up in the game. Like, their, <clears throat> their sort of um, trigger ability where you can sort of, just, like, scan an area to see if there's enemies around and stuff like that is so goddamn handy when yeah. you're going into areas with buildings and what have you. And it's if you've got a Bloodhound in your team, it's always pretty good because they've got a lot of utility. Yeah, I know this set pretty much a good majority of the teams that I dropped with there was a Bloodhound. So I'll maybe watch a few videos or something mm. on the best way to play. So, But Bangalore, she's good for now. I'll, I'll, yeah. I'm happy with her. <laughs> yeah, I'm still sort of maining Lifeline. I like the, the combat medic passive she's got now where if if, an, if one of your squad mates is down to revive them, you can just press the button and the shield pops up and you, uh, your combat bot does the revive for you so you can keep shooting so oh, it saves you yeah. you know five seconds of a revive which is really handy and i i, I dabbled with rampart the the new character that came oh, in yeah. with season six she's a very quirky character she's like english um in indian of origin but like with the english accent mm -hmm. and she has some really good zingers she says mate a lot so it makes me makes me sort of giggle and she's got a lot of wit <laughs> yeah. and um her sort of ability she's got her passive is awesome you get more 
<clears throat> you get more ammunition for LMG. So if you're running Spitfires and Devotions, without even having the extended mags, you're getting additional bullets in there, which is great. Mm-hmm. And then she's got this tactical cover ability, which is really cool. And then her ultimate is where you deploy this minigun, which can just rain hell on a battlefield. So so she's really cool to play with. I'm not that good with her. I haven't sort of worked out the best times to use that ultimate or, or whatnot, but she was good fun. I thought I'd just jump in and give it a go. But yeah, uh, yeah I'm really loving it. Really loving Apex. And as you said, it's just an easier battle royale to get into because... Yeah, it's a serious game, but the aesthetic and the characters sort of lighten a bit of that tension and that yeah. seriousness. I think. Yeah, and like I don't, I actually don't know if the like, if the like, gun selection is. It feels like it's less than like any of the other ones, so I don't really have to learn too much. But then again, like I probably just missed a lot of guns that I didn't have get to pick up, like didn't have the opportunity to pick up or access. So we'll yeah. see. Yeah, I'll, I'll jump on and. I'll play a few games with you on the PC. I know I know cross platforms coming soon and I can't wait for that. But I was going to until ask, then. Yeah. yeah. Okay. I think I think it's still slated for I'm assuming September, October. So we don't have too far to wait, but yeah, I'll jump across and, and play some uh, master race and see if you can carry <laughs> me to a victory. Oh god, no. And the the last game that I uh jumped into this week is the uh twenty twenty uh reboot of the Battletoads uh from <laughs> Battletoads Arcade way back in uh, nineteen ninety four. Uh so jumped in, uh published by Xbox Game Studios, done with Rare and Delala Studios, uh handled this one and uh this is pretty damn quirky like it's still that side-scrolling beat-em-up mm-hmm. uh three-player cooperative mode where you play as rash pimples and zits i i could have sworn when i was a kid he was his name was just zit i didn't think it was zits with another z I on the end i thought it was oh maybe now that you're saying it with the z on the end maybe it was oh, but i i sit sounds familiar to me but yeah yeah but um it, it feels like it feels like this was a game made by Nickelodeon in the nineties. Oh. Is a good way to describe it. Okay. Like just the 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 art style, uh, the character models, the comedy, the self awareness of it as well. Like it's oh, yeah. it's very tongue in cheek. Uh, it feels like it's something that could be you know an offshoot of Rocco's Modern Life or Ren and Stimpy or something like that. And that that's not a bad thing. The art style, as I said, it's like it's hand drawn, cartoon style, which which is sort of similar to uh, the previous series but it's a little bit more cartoony than than what it was way back when in in the 90s but it's pretty good and uh, the biggest takeaway I think from the OG Battletoads games was how tough it was and holy shit the difficulty in this is up there again (laughs) I was Um, going to say (laughs) the the turbo bike sections I thought it dragged on for a little bit like that there's this level like in the start of act one where you're doing this turbo bike section and it goes for ages and mm. ages and ages but maybe it's just sort of to double down on how tough it was in in the og because uh, i died a lot i died a lot in this game but um yeah it's funny because the game's even aware of itself with the difficulty curve like you die and i'll take you to the loading screen it's like all right just take a second put the controller down breathe you got this like wow like, so they know that people are expected to die a lot in this game, but 
it's it's really simple uh you know, a couple of buttons to to do various attacks like heavy charge attacks uh you've got an evade button you can use your tongue to to sort of whip out and grab enemies and pull them in or you can pull yourself to them or you can use your tongue to pick up flies in the level to increase your health mm-hmm. uh, you know it's it's fairly simple it's it's a very uh, big throwback to those OG side scrollers from from the '90s era. Mm-hmm. Really well done. I think the comedy's cool. The voice acting's pretty good. It seems to be reviewing pretty well. Like on Metacritic, at 72, which okay. ain't bad. Like it's not a world beater, but it's positive. You know, it's a plus. And I'm really digging. I think the game would be a lot better playing with two friends locally, though. Oh, like okay, playing yeah. as just one battle toad by yourself and seeing at the top of the screen you know, press start to join or whatever and you're like man it would be so much easier with two other squad mates because there is a lot of enemies that jump on, jump on a screen at any one time and it can get yeah. very overwhelming yeah i saw that because um i believe they i guess based on launch they released like a little interview video kind of thing with major nelson i think it was so he was like interviewing them and then yeah they mentioned that it like you can do couch co-op and I'm like, oh, that makes sense. Like, sometimes I feel like they kind of miss, like, a lot of games miss the opportunity of doing, like, local couch co-op. And it's, like, a dying thing. I get it because now that you have online, a lot of people are used to just online multiplayer. But, I mean, we can't, like, can't get rid of the local co-op. 100%. So, yeah, if, if anyone's picked this up, it's obviously available on Xbox Game Pass for, for zero additional dollars. So, get on that. Get your, get your friends over. And, and uh, play a bit of Battle Toads. It's uh, really fun, but yeah, I think you'll get a lot more out of it playing with two people. Like I played for about, <clears throat> I reckon, three hours. Okay. And then I sort of put it down because I was getting punished in a few of those parts. I'm like, I need to take a break. So then I, then I finished with a couple of games Apex last night, but yeah, really good. Included in the Game Pass bundle if you've got it so you don't have to pony up any additional cash. But uh, a good little nostalgia uh, itch scratcher, that's for sure. Yeah. Speaking of nostalgia, did you see that there was like a Samurai Jack game? I saw this, yeah. Yeah. And it actually doesn't look bad. Like, I guess when you're, you know, creating like a already pretty stylized animation into a game, um, it usually can, you know, you assume translate pretty well. And I was just watching gameplay just before we, we loaded up here. and It doesn't look bad. It looks pretty polished. So I'm going to keep an eye out for that. It is the, uh, the year of the Samurai. Year of the Ninja, all that stuff. Fucking tell me. (laughs) Can't escape it. It's the new zombie. It's the new zombies. All right. So a quick bit of housekeeping before we jump into some news. Obviously, uh, 8bitnation.net, shop 8bit.net, 8bit.net, youtube.com forward slash we are 8bit. They are your central hubs to get all things 8bit. You can track down and see what all the other podcasters and content creators are up to within the 8bit sphere. Uh, episode eight of the Hungry Game Show is available now via early access over at patreon.com forward slash we are eight bit. And that I uh, saw Dane Peavy tackling Celeste, Ooh. which is a very, very tough platformer that was released at the start of 2018 to much critical acclaim. Give that a listen, see if he ascends to the top of the Hungry Game Show mountain. But yeah, we're available in full this coming week on all podcast hosting platforms under the Hungry Gamers RSS feed. Uh, when you're done checking that out, obviously head on over to iTunes or your podcast hosting platform of choice to rate, review, subscribe us and all the other podcasts in the hashtag 8 Collective because those ratings and reviews help keep the emotional lights out in our hearts. Takes no time, costs you nothing and means an absolute bucket load to us because it helps us track, helps us stay relevant in them charts. You know, we want to get to the top. We want to stay at the top of the chart 
mountain. So please rate, review, subscribe us and all the other podcasts you're listening to on the regular because it means an awful lot. And just a quick heads up as well, we are pivoting the community game night uh, launch. It was intended for this coming Friday, but uh, just due due to some scheduling conflicts, we're going to be moving that to the back end of September. Date to be confirmed, but we are looking at around Friday, September the 25th. So keep that in your calendar. We will have some official announcements on that in the next week or so. So keep your eyes and ears peeled to the socials for that. But Friday, September 25th is looking to be the 8-bit game night so uh yeah put that in your calendar in pencil and then you can put it in pen in the next couple of days once we lock it in but let's get into some news this week's news headlines and the first our little quick hitter a game that we were both pretty excited about Hmm. uh, getting getting uh sort of uh developed and published by arcane studios we're talking about death loop playstation 5 exclusive has been delayed and it's been delayed from uh, 2021, uh, 2020, sorry, all the way to Q2 in 2021. So another yeah. big scalp has been claimed by COVID in the game development cycle. Yeah. Big loss, like it's not the end of the world, but it sucks because it's yet another uh, next-gen exclusive that people were excited for that now we're not going to get a taste for until next year. Yeah, that's so. It's really disappointing. But like, I mean, we we we're kind of getting used to it now. It's kind of the norm, and obviously the current climate as well. You know, we're also getting like pretty used to it. It's sad because it was definitely one that like I was looking forward to. It looked like really, like it looked really good, and it looked like it had a very unique potential as well. So, but I mean, <laughs> do what you got to do. Don't you know? Don't stress the team out. You know, pace yourselves, and you know, just focus on producing the best game that you can. Couldn't have said it better myself. So, uh, yeah, I'm still very much looking forward to this game. Like, yeah, yeah, it it was on both our anticipated lists and it was just a cool concept, cool art style and the the characters look really great. But uh, we just got to wait a little longer now. So we've got to wait six, six, nine months maybe. Who knows? But Mm. I think it's going to be worth the wait. So uh, keep your cool internet. Don't be don't be sort of shooting rockets up Arcane's backside because there's delays and and poo-pooing their workload. Just, Just let it be, accept it for what it is. And just uh, bide your time patiently and without rage, please. But uh, <laughs> next little bit of news. More Marvel Avengers characters have been confirmed. And uh, on the back of the uh, the ongoing beta this past few weeks, uh, data miner Robo Matters dug up a list from within the beta's executable file and chronicled his discovery in a video that is available on YouTube. Each is named with the, with the um, prefix in brackets, unlock playable character underscore. So uh, here's the full list of characters mentioned in this part of the code. So this mentions characters that are already available and known, but as well as the unlocks, and it's just in alphabetical order. So I'll rattle them off. We've got Ant-Man, we've got Black Panther, Captain Marvel, Captain America, Doctor Strange, Falcon, Hawkeye, Hulk, Hulk Buster, which is kind of a bit of a strange one, Iron Man, Kamala, Kate Bishop, Marvel, Mockingbird, Quake, Scarlet Witch, She-Hulk, Thor, Vision, War Machine, Wasp, Black Widow, and Winter Soldier. Obviously, Spider-Man is attached directly to the Sony release of this game only. So, uh, yeah, yeah, Peter Parker does not get referenced on this uh, on this sort of uh, <laughs> Let's on this that data mine. Again. But yeah, what what do you think of this list? Any anywhere you're going? Oh yeah, I'm I'm keen. I'm no, excited to play Bishop. as X. Yeah. I don't know if she was already uh, announced or whatever, but just seeing she was her. not. No, no. So Kate Bishop, um, 
it always has like a little fun spot to my heart because um you know she's Hawkeye's little protege and then therefore a Hawkeye. Um, mm-hmm. so um, I always loved her um sassiness in Matt Faction's version of Hawkeye. Um, so you know I always love a good sassy character. So having Kate Bishop in the game sounds pretty cool. However, still not going to play it. <laughs> <laughs> at least Sorry. you're honest. Sorry, yeah, still standing I, I think... at the you know. I think the biggest thing with this list is you're getting a lot of same character but reskin. Like, and I'm not, I'm not trying to say that in a negative way, but it's like you've got Hawkeye, then you've got Kate Bishop, so you've got female Hawkeye that are probably going to play pretty similar. You've got Hulk, you've got She-Hulk. You know, I'm assuming they'll play pretty similar. War Machine, Iron Man, pretty similar. Like, I, get I you think mean. you're going to get a lot of uh, reskinned characters for for lack there of a better better term. Like, I'm not not shitting on this list by any means like i love just about everybody on this list and it was cool to see someone like quake get a mention yeah uh who is um one of the i guess less famous characters from mainline marvel especially from the like she she doesn't exist in the film universe uh she's uh heavily portrayed in agents of shield she's one of the lead characters in agents of shield if anyone's watched the television shows yeah i don't watch Uh, it so good show good well worth a watch but yeah, it's it's interesting the listing here. Doctor Strange could be pretty fun. He sort of almost looks like he'd be. Oh, him and Scarlet Witch now I think about it are probably going to play similar. Yep. You know, two sort of <laughs> mages almost in the game, but not a bad list there. Uh, you know, pretty pretty extensive and uh, gets me excited to to you know, play this when it releases in in the coming months or coming weeks. So yeah, sadly I won't be playing with you because you are out on this game before it's even released. Yeah, Salpus. Um, have you experienced any of the like issues reported um, during the beta? Like a lot. Of people- I still haven't played the beta. I'm just oh, like I'm, I'm waiting for full release. Yeah, like it's this weekend. It's the public beta that everyone can play. Mm-hmm. But I'm just like no, I'm, I'm waiting. I'm waiting. Gonna gonna get the full experience. I'm just hands off. Waiting waiting for launch just to see how it goes. So now I am I am free of all the negativity and hostility that is getting thrown around on that one. That's for damn Technically sure. Technically not. You still do a podcast with me. Um, but <laughs> it's a lot of like a, just like a lot of what I'm assuming is just like general fixable issues. A lot of people were finding themselves um, being forced into team groups that they didn't want to be in. Um, there was like other things about like just general um, like slowness. I think a lot of people were reporting like a lot of stuttering and slowness. Um, and the general consensus that I kind of took from it was a lot of people are saying it would be more enjoyable with friends. So yeah, yeah, I think so. Like four player online will be where it's at for sure. Like if if I could jump on with three other people I know and and we can roll around together and do these do these missions and what have you, I think that's going to be the full experience as opposed yeah. to just three rando NPCs with you. I think I think that's going to be the avengers experience so we'll see how we go at launch see where uh see where most people are picking up their copies because you're gonna have to obviously pick a platform so we'll see yeah and i I typically an xbox but i feel i'm gonna get forced into going playstation just knowing who who in our circle plays and what consoles they've got most of the playstation users oh i thought this was going to be a spider-man thing i was gonna say it worked sony you got one There's a, I think there's a few amongst our, amongst our collective that would probably be just doubling down on the on the Spider-Man situation. I'm not yeah. one of them, but is what it is. It is what it is, and uh, something that also is what it is: uh, the internet being angry again, and this time it's it's probably justified. Uh, the anger 
is is focused uh, this week on uh, Oculus's next move. And this uh, article comes via way of Matt, U- uh, Matt Wales at Eurogamer. New Oculus users will need a Facebook account in order to access the VR headsets starting this October. And existing users will have until 2023 to make the mandatory switch if they require, in quotes, full functionality of their device. According to a blog post shared by Oculus earlier this week, anyone using an Oculus device for the first time from October this year will need to log in with a Facebook account. Things are a little different for existing users, however. From October, those that are currently using an Oculus account will have the option to merge it with a Facebook account. Those that remain determined to avoid Facebook and its dubious privacy practices for as far as possible will be able to continue using their device as they do now without merging accounts for two years. Come 1st of January 2023, however, Oculus uh, Oculus account support will end, limiting the device's functionality for non-migratory users in currently unspecified ways. As for the exact Oculus functionality for users unwilling to merge their accounts, it's still a little unclear. Facebook says it will take steps to allow you to keep using content you have purchased, but that some games and apps may no longer work if they require a Facebook account or if a developer no longer offers support. So the internet is uh, angry this week on this situation. And for once, I can understand the, the masses and the anger here because, yeah, Facebook pushing you down this this path forcefully, um, mm. you know, saying you've got until 2023 to get on the bus. Otherwise, games that you might have bought four or five years ago there's no guarantee they're going to work anymore. So suck it up and give us your details via Facebook. Like that's that's some sketchy business practices. It really is. What like, do you reckon about this? I mean, you're essentially kind of being blackmailed into like a, signing up to a you know social network that is notoriously bad with your details. Um, so I don't understand what benefit they get by having your account like linked to Facebook. I'm assuming, like, I don't know, maybe it is like a privacy thing where maybe if people are doing the dodge um, and so they're able to actually, like, cross-reference it or, like, have something to, like, link back to it because Facebook has been kind of strict in regards to um, you creating a legitimate account. Like, Mm -hmm. I know a lot of people have had some issues in regards to their accounts where they've given dodgy names, um, kind of get, you know, locked out or whatever. So I personally would be angry because I, I try my best not to link my gaming too much into my socials um the worst i guess is having to like kind of link up your twitch a bit so but yeah like signing up for facebook that's a that's a different level yeah like like facebook are stating that um their their, their intention as far as the information that they're going to collect from the use of oculus and facebook they're saying we're going to be providing and improving your experience across Facebook products to promote safety and integrity on our services and to show personalized content, including ads across Facebook products. So all they're going to be doing here is finding out that that you checked in at a random restaurant five years ago or went to a concert 10 years ago. Then there's going to be an ad for their new burger or their new album pop up, you know, as you as you go into the, the Oculus or, or Facebook marketplace through your headset. Like it's... It's dodgy and it's, it's really dodgy. not good. It's like an invasion of privacy. Yeah, it's, yeah, it feels like just like, you know, like 
I don't know why it, it does feel invasive. It feels very, very invasive. And it's it just, it does. It feels like blackmail. Like, especially if you're a person who has legitimately purchased a product, like you've purchased this device and then they're making it like within two years, this device is not going to work the way that you paid for it because we are now, you know, stipulating a mandatory sign up mm-hmm. that I just, I just don't think it's right. Zuckerberg just uh, doing Zuckerberg things. You know, join us or die, really. It's it's very much the whole you're with us or you're against us mentality, and oh. yeah, just bullying, really. Like you shouldn't be forced into a situation to to log in or set up an account. Like, what about people that like the few people out there that probably don't have a Facebook account, like, yeah. and they want to play the Oculus? Oculus, sorry, you can't because you need a Facebook account. That's, like, that's what I it's mean. not fair. Like it really isn't fair because I know also know that a good majority of people deleted their Facebook because obviously like the previous issues that they had and all that notion about you know, you know your information and everything and I mean Facebook's always getting in the shit now especially when yeah. it comes to like information political party bullshit and all that other stuff so I mean they're just forcing you to use uh you know a service that you just if you already weren't a part of it like it's just shitty to tell you well i'm sorry you have to be a part of it now mm-hmm. so yeah i'm 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 in the in the bucket where i've been close to deleting it a few times like I, like especially because messenger can operate standalone now like messenger is sort of where i use facebook first and foremost because i can you know keep chatting to people and, and whatnot across the country and across the globe and outside of that like i just use it for this newfound addiction with trying to win NFL helmets and sports memorabilia and like my fantasy leagues and stuff. That's all I really use Facebook for. Like I never post anything as far as status updates. I never really interact with, you know, people in their posts that they're sharing. Like I don't look at Facebook timelines ever. It's just, Oh, there's a new, uh, there's a new helmet up for grabs. I'm going to try and get that. Or let's see what the eight book crew's doing today. Or let's see what the, the fantasy football people I'm dealing with are doing today. Like that's, that's it for me. Like, I could very easily just switch Facebook off and, and go about my day happily. But now knowing that my my Oculus ain't going to work in a couple of years because of that, it's like, fuck you. Fuck just, you, Facebook. That's why I like, think is the worst part is you paid for a device. You paid for a device to work. And then for them to say, I'm sorry, your device will no longer work to how you expect it to work for what you paid for it to work. I wonder if that's going to run into some issues with like... Like, oh, what's the what's the group in Australia? Like, Consumer Affairs. Like, you can't yeah. be forced to sign up with a social network to in order to use a product. Like, the product should work how it should work. I, I don't know. I bet there's a there's one point because you know the extensive sign up agreements that you go through for any any platform or any device, and it's seventeen hundred pages long and. 99.9% of people don't read any of that. Like I'll typically just scroll right to the bottom and accept and no doubt there's probably section 75, subclause B, line 56. It'll say something in there about you know, we, we can change the, the access levels at any time and True. Uh, you, you waive your rights to ownership of this product or whatever it is. So there's there's a line in there somewhere that's that's covering Facebook's ass to make this kind of move, but it just sucks. Yeah. It just sucks. Dodgy. Yeah, but something that doesn't suck. Ghost of Tsushima getting some online multiplayer 
Uh, and this was announced this week. So Sony has announced Ghost of Tsushima Legends, a new online co-op multiplayer mode free for Ghost of Tsushima owners due out on PlayStation 4 in the United States autumn of 2020. So uh, it's coming out later this year, uh, which is awesome. And uh, here's, here's a little bit more of a blurb on it. Legends is an entirely new experience, Darren Bridges, senior game producer at Sucker Punch, wrote in a post on the PlayStation blog. It's a separate mode that doesn't follow Jin or the companions from his journey, but instead focuses on four warriors who have been built up as legends in stories told by the people of Tsushima. We design Legends to be an exclusively cooperative gameplay experience. You'll be able to partner up with friends or via online matchmaking and play Legends in groups of two to four players. Each character can choose from one of four different character classes, the Samurai, Hunter, Ronin, or Assassin. Each class has unique advantages and abilities that will reveal in the future. With two players in Ghost of Tsushima Legends, you'll be able to play a series of co-op story missions that escalate in difficulty, building on the foundation of combat from the single-player campaign, but with new magical twists that often require careful synchronization with your partner. With four players, you'll be able to take on wave-based survival missions, fighting groups of the toughest enemies Tsushima has to offer, including new Oni enemies with supernatural abilities. Ooh. If you can best the story and survival missions, you may be confident enough to take on the four-player raid that will arrive shortly after the launch of Ghost of Tsushima Legends, sending you and your partners to an entirely new realm to challenge a brutal, terrifying enemy. Whoa. End quote. Yeah, so this was... This was a sneaky announcement that just came out of nowhere this past week. It popped on like, I scroll on Twitter before bed at like, I don't know, 11.30 at night or something. And then this just announced. And I was like, oh, hello. Mm. This looks awesome. Cooperative Shishima, free for Shishima owners. Boy, howdy. And I think the thing that I thought of immediately outside of this is on the back of all these delays is we've got a potential, like obviously it's talking, it's going to be out on PlayStation 4, but it's also going to be a nice sort of strengthening for the PlayStation 5 release later this year as well, that we're going to get an, a new, you could say a new exclusive for all intents and purposes coming out around launch uh, for the PlayStation 5. But what do you think? I know you haven't played Shishima yeah. yet, but is this something that you'd give a crack at, especially when they're talking about raids and stuff? When the rain is what piqued my interest. So I like haven't played Ghost of Tsushima and I'm actually really putting it aside because I actually know how it ends. So I already know the story. Um, granted, a lot of people actually said that they never felt the story was too engaging anyway, um, but gameplay was kind of enjoyable. So maybe I will eventually play it. But I mean, the co-op with like the different um, character classes as well, like being able to choose and then working together and working in a unison and then obviously a raid being added as well. Like that actually has my interest. Like I feel like just like sneaking on just to do that element. Like... That actually sounds really, really cool to me. I love a good co-op, so it looks great. Like, um, big fan of Tsushima. It's one of the one of the best games released this year. Uh, check out the the Ghost of Tsushima spoiler cast. Obviously, on this Hungry Games RSS feed. If you haven't, it'll give you a good taste. First fifty minutes is spoiler free, but then the last hour is full of spoilers. So uh, <laughs> give that a spin if you want to get a little bit more feedback from myself, Benny, and Jono regarding our time with Ghost of Tsushima. But yeah, this this looks cool. Like co-op is one of my favorite things in video gaming and being able to do like a little mini raid the wave-based stuff like i've kind of had my feel of horde mode to be honest like yeah. it's cool but it's like there's only so many variations you can sort of spin on that formula so yeah. you know it'll still be fun and and working out how to uh combine the traits of those four character classes to to get through those levels could be fun as well but mm. i think i like the 
the two-player option in this where you can go through some co-op story missions. I think that'd be really cool. Yeah. You and you and someone else rolling through Tsushima and, and getting a bit more story. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm also curious about these new uh, Oni, Oni? Um, yeah. characters with supernatural abilities so it looks like they'll be like leaning into that kind of element and I, that, I mean that's always cool like Ooh, the, yeah. the designs would be amazing so I'm actually curious about that because based on what I witnessed I don't think there was much supernatural not much like there's there's a couple of uh, instances where you you go into a few battles with some supernatural elements like there's one when you get one of the the bow weapons the, mm. the legendary like the, the long bow and you fight a, a character there where you'll get teleported into almost this like spirit realmy thing when you're fighting this oh, person. Okay. So yeah. th- there's a couple, but it's very few and far between. I think there's only two or three instances that I can think of in the game that really double down on on the supernatural. Like there's one that has a supernatural storyline attached to it, but it's someone faking it and just freaking people out. But there is some genuine uh, supernatural ties there. So well, yeah, I can't wait for that. That'd be good. That that that'll be um interesting to see. I'd love to see how what you know what they introduce and like exactly like how, you know, crazy the supernatural ability will be. So yeah, I'm just, it's a good update. Like if, and it's a free update for people that already own it as well. So, I mean, hey, that's good. Like we all love free shit, and especially if it's you know, like let's hope it's good. Like let's hope it's worth its worth. But like you know, yeah, it's very unsony to be giving away free <laughs> content free. like this. <laughs> Like, um, I'm curious if they're going to, once this gets released and there's maybe a real positive spin on it and uh, a lot of uptake, then they will maybe standalone it, you know, buy this for 20 bucks or something, the standalone uh, option maybe. I feel that that's not too far down the track. Uh, did they say that the raid is going to be free? Uh, yeah, they said the ra- it's coming shortly after the launch, but yeah, well, I guess they did or didn't say that it's going to be paid for. Let's so, But I'm assuming see. it's going to be included, but... Yeah. Yeah, you do need PS Plus to, to access this too. So it's not entirely free. Like you need you need your online subscription service to, to get online and, and roll with your, your oh, fellow shit. samurai. But that stuff's standard now though. Like you, yeah. just, you just need it. Like for yep. all your devices, your Xbox, your PlayStation, your Nintendo, like, yep. Completely unrelated too, but talking subscription services, I signed up to Binge the other day, which is the new subscription service, streaming service from um, from Foxtel. Oh, yeah. So instead of paying the full exuberant amount for Foxtel and all their package, you can, you can get Binge for like nine bucks a month. Okay. Signed up to that. And first and foremost, there's no app on my LG TV. There's no app on my Samsung TV trying to use a web browser through through both uh, both of those TVs to stream not supported on both of those as well use the the LG TV app on my phone to try and broadcast it to not supported tried to uh, broadcast from my work laptop to my TV not supported so binge sort your fucking shit out because I just want to watch your content on my television but instead I had to watch it on my laptop I mean, like Foxtel had that service where there was like an app when you where you could like on demand or something like that. Yeah, like Foxtel could... now. I I had that and yeah. scaled back to this, but there's no app and there's no native support on my televisions and it fucking kills you... me. I was getting so angry this week. Do you have an Apple TV? No. Oh. I probably need to get one because that yeah. obviously is a good hub <laughs> for everything. So maybe that's my next purchase. Apple TV like has changed my life, so <laughs> I recommend it. Yeah, as it is, I've got on my on my televisions like 
the Amazon Prime app, the Netflix app, the Stan app, the SBS On Demand app, the Disney Plus app, the KO Sports app. I had the Foxtel app on there and all the other apps. But yeah, if I can get it all in that one Apple TV box, it's probably the smart way to go. It's pretty, yeah, it's pretty handy and it's good. It's pretty easy to use and very like user-friendly. So I recommend it. Okay, I'll have to have a look at that. But uh, while I'm off having a look at that, maybe um, I'll, I'll sort of give a little bit of a spiel here, but then you can throw your input in this because I completely missed the <laughs> August 2020 Nintendo Indie World Direct that occurred recently. But I'll uh, run through a little bit of blurb and then hand it over to you. Uh, so Nintendo certainly knows how to cultivate the indie market with surprise announcement of a Nintendo Indie Direct happening this past week. Nintendo absolutely brought the goods when it came to reveals. There were a few surprises that nobody saw coming, the most exciting being a co-op expansion for Untitled Goose Game, which arrives on September 23rd. Developer House House put it this way, play as two horrible geese honking twice as much, teaming up to plan pranks and genuinely ruin everyone's day together. As well as Untitled Goose Game, there are a lot of shadow drops for games on the Nintendo Switch. Maybe it's not updates on Breath of the Wild 2 or whatever is happening with Metroid Prime 4, but it's still pretty bloody good. If you're currently looking for stuff to play, a ton of games were shadow dropped during this rather brief 20-minute stream. Everything seemed to fly by until the ending, which is both exciting and exhausting in equal measure. So Mm. I'm going to chuck it over to you as far as this list. Give me some thoughts on some of them because there's yeah a good chunk of them yeah. uh, games announced that are available right now. But um yeah, fill me in because I completely missed this outside of the Untitled Goose Game announcement. You know, like I've got to give it to Nintendo because this Indie World Direct, like I think they pace it really, really well. They give you the right amount of content for each, um you know, for each game. Like you usually get like a little spiel from the developer. You get a trailer. Maybe you'll get some gameplay, and then it's on to the next one. Um, not once did it feel kind of like exhausting or like it had, you know, it spent its time, like it was, you know, onto the, like, you kind of like, okay, okay, I get it. Um, which we kind of experienced with like a lot of events recently, like with like PlayStation, Xbox. So I've got to give it to Nintendo. They really know how to do like a direct. Um, so in regards regards to games that they announced, I'll go through the list. So there was Hades, uh, Hypnospace Outlaw, Spiritfarer. I always think I say that one wrong. Garden Stories, Subnautica and Below Zero, Takeshi and Hiroshi, Raji, an ancient epic, Bear and Breakfast, uh, A Short Hike, Card Shark, Torchlight 3, Manifold Garden, and Evergate. Now, there were games that were actually like dropped saying, like, you can play this today, which was Spiritfarer, Raji and the Ancient Epic, uh, A Short Hike, Manifold Garden, and Evergate. So those ones, like, essentially, as soon as they showed you, they're like, you can play it today, which I think is pretty cool. Just like just saying, see this game? Yeah, it looks good. You can play it now. That guerrilla marketing is such a great, great touch in today's society, I think. It's the best way to get some immediate hype on stuff. And I think it's pretty good initiative to have with some of these indies like i mean spiritfarer like we've we've heard about that one a few times we've seen that one a lot um so like that one is less about like you know like like raji and the ancient epic me personally i never heard of that um and then like i was actually very interested in this title um uh, it's done by a team in india and the design in the game is really beautiful like it really took my interest because usually these kind of run around you know kind of beat-em-ups like tricky kind of like just combat 
like indie kind of games usually don't get me because I find them a bit repetitive. Um, but it was just the design. It was all the like the level design and then all the like there was like also this like puppet sequence where it was telling you story in the the old style of puppet with like shadow puppets and like like I don't think it's marionette but you know it, it was an old style of like puppet telling with shadows um and it was just beautiful and the fact that I heard about this game I became interested in this game and then I got told you know what you can play it right now like I couldn't have thought of a better way to kind of market a game especially in an you know an indie climate so just to being able to say here it is looks good play it now and that also goes with a short hike um a short hike I've heard people talk about it um a lot of people have kind of like mentioned in passing saying you should play it this one was actually on the switch store and it was already on sale for eight dollars so yeah and um I've yet to play it but um, I got to see a few streams of people playing it and it's really adorable you're just like a little like bird character and you're walking around like a hiking trail in the mountain um and there's like a lot of characters that you interact with it's like a few like kind of like I guess puzzly kind of like things where you're trying to get from higher locations and you're kind of flying down so um that was another you know another great title where it's just like you like this game you can play it now um so there were a lot of other titles in there where it's either coming at the end of the year or some were actually scheduled for next year. But in regards to what they had to offer, they were great titles. Like, I know I giggled when I said Bear and Breakfast, but I'm totally buying that game. You play as is, a bear. Is it what I think it is? Is yeah. it like a B&B with it's, bears? Yeah, it's a bear that runs a bed and breakfast. <laughs> what's not to love i'm intrigued i'm intrigued like i was the one that played that um bird b&b mm-hmm. pretty religiously on my phone there for a hot minute so uh of course beer and breakfast is going to be on the short list yeah and like um hades has been around for a while i think a lot of people could play it on pc for as far as mm-hmm. i'm aware hades looks like a great game um based on what i've witnessed so far it just looks like it's you know it plays well but it's a very very unique design um, as well as um, in regards to story and interaction, it's very um, like sarcastic, self-aware. So um, I, Hades was one that like kind of shocked me that um, I'd be interested in. Um, I'm going to say that with Spiritfarer, that game looks beautiful. It looks absolutely gorgeous. But it really I, does. I won't be able to play it because I know I will be crying all game long because it's about like helping these fr- and like animal creatures and helping them on their trip to the afterlife and I just can't I'm sorry I just can't I would not be able to play that so I'm going to depend on you know YouTubers and Twitch streamers to play that one for me although I'm I'm, I might pick it up I might pick it up on the switch and give it a crack yeah because it looks interesting I I really liked when this was announced it might have got debuted in the kind of funny indie showcase they did last year I think yeah possibly and I remember us both talking about it, saying that that it looks awesome and the concept's cool and the art style's really vibrant. Yeah. It's very like watercolory as far as the color palette they're using, like a lot of washed out brightness. I know it's the stretch, but like I like attaching it to a kind of almost like a Ghibli feel, like very very lightly. Like I could see where that influence could be there. So it just looks stunning. So it really does. <clears throat> yeah, so I'll, I'll give that a look. See how it goes. Mm. And then Subnautica 
this is the one that I'm a bit skeptical about. Like we've all probably familiar with Subnautica by now. A lot of us playing it on PC, but seeing how it translates onto the Switch should be interesting because I think that game is beautiful on PC. Like it's just stunning. Yeah. So, but we've had a lot of issues where we've seen these, you know, very graphically, um, you know, well on PC they'd be stunning games, but then the translation not being there, moving it onto the Switch. So I'd be very curious to see how that how that goes. Yeah, hopefully we get a Witcher port and not a WWE 2K20 <laughs> port for the Switch. That's that's my hope. Yeah, but uh, for anyone that hasn't checked out the event, it's a quick event. Just um, you know, load it up, have a watch, see some of these new indie titles, and yeah, there's, uh, there's a good chance that you might find one interesting in there, and you can play already. So, something. Are, are you gonna that. jump back on Goose Game and play? Hell yeah! Co-op. <laughs> co-op, yeah. Be a little God. shit with a partner. That's amazing. God, one goose is bad enough, but imagine getting accosted by two geese it's in real life. It's adorable. Oh like when you see the trailer for it and then you see them both with their little colored bows so you know who player one and player two is. Like it's adorable. It reminds me of, um, ah, oh, what was that? Like there was that animated, Beatrix Potter. There was oh, like, yeah. 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 And the, the goose, like the little geese and ducks. When they had the, was it Jemima Puddle Duck? Yeah. And they would wear like a, human clothing and stuff mm-hmm. yeah so i'm looking forward to causing a muck honk honk and it's good to see house house are, are still getting getting some press like obviously this game was one that, that blew up as well oh, across yeah. the globe and this will further uh keep them in the spotlight and yeah kudos kudos to the guys here out of australia that have, that have smacked out this enormous uh, enormous global game like enormous mm-hmm. hits so yeah, shall we shall we move into some stuff that's coming out this coming week? Let's do it. New releases and events. All right, so this uh, this is going to encompass from the twenty fourth of August right through to the thirty uh, first, and there is an absolute bucket load of games dropping this uh, this coming calendar week. So there's stuff for every every uh, person out there. There's another there's another port uh, on the Switch. Jump Force is making its way to the Nintendo oh. Switch as well. You've got some stuff for the sports fans like Madden NFL 21 drops on the 28th of August. Uh, Wasteland 3 uh, Xbox slash Microsoft exclusive drops on the 28th as well. Um, I wanted to emphasize uh, the Control or DLC or AWE DLC drops on the 27th of August, which looks fantastic and that ties in Alan Wake making this multiverse which is awesome. And then uh, Tell Me Why, which is the exclusive for Microsoft that uh, Don't Nod are behind. So uh, the first episode of that drops on the 27th of August as well. Mm. Anything else on this list or anything else that's coming out maybe on the small screen or the big screen that you're you excited for and want to want to chat about? Well, I know from the small screen, everyone's been talking about that Lovecraft show. So I know I have to get into that once. I told you so. Well, I mean, I... I don't know. I didn't doubt you, uh, but <laughs> I'm like, you know, towards the end of season one of Doom Patrol, which is just amazing. I can't stop saying good things about Doom Patrol. I'm kind of disappointed in myself that I hadn't watched that one sooner. So, but um, yeah, the it, what, is it called like Lovecraft or is it Love it's... Lovecraft Country? Yeah, yeah. So I've heard really good things about that. So I'll obviously it's have to so put good. that on the radar. So good. The only the only tough part with that show is that it's getting released weekly. So you can't just binge oh, it all no. in one hit. It's just, <laughs> yeah. 
you watch it on your Sunday on my Monday and then you got to wait a week. And See? you got to wait a week. There we go. I'll finish season two of Doom Patrol and then it should be all out by then. There You're you go. for me. See, I'm there a thinker. There you go. All right. So, uh, yeah, that's what's coming out this week. Uh, quick one now. Tweet of the week. And this, uh, this tweet comes via at Ogilvy. Uh, and this was... Um, Brought much hullabaloo, Ooh. much uh, much anger throughout the uh, the streaming community, and in essence, the the tweet by at Ogilvy, uh, the tweet reads: "Title: The King of Stream, Client, Burger King, Team, We Are David Mad." And so, Burger King turned Twitch's donation feature into a marketing campaign. So, uh, the the sort of uh, short version of this for anyone that hasn't seen it on the social medias is that uh, Burger King have copped a lot of flack because they were using Twitch's donation feature to get cheap on-stream plugs. So obviously, when you when you donate to certain streamers, they have a, a voice to uh, text-to-speech function where you can drop your donation and then it will give you the, thank you, this is blah, 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 you know, robotic uh, text-to-speech text playback through the stream. And they were doing that and hyping up, um, you know, potential sales or, or you know, deals for, for double whoppers and things like that. So... It's shady. Mm. I get it. It's smart because there's nothing that I'm aware of that says you can't do that. But yeah, it's also come out now that a few other people have said that this has happened to them in their streams before. Mm-hmm. But what do you think about this? Where do you, where do you stand? Are you poo pooing Burger King? Do you think this is bad? Do you think it's clever? Where you at? Uh, I think it's I think it's dodgy because um, essentially like we see on Twitch um, a lot of like prominent Twitch, um, you know, streamers, they have, you know, they work with managers or management groups and they have contracts. And then those people usually work with, you know, all different kind of groups, whether it's like G Fuel or even McDonald's and like fast food chains. But like essentially it's about making an agreement of, yes, I will advertise your product for you. I will get said payment. Fair's fair. This is like, this is really dodgy because it's essentially the cheapest way that they can advertise. But it's, it's really rude. It's like if they just kind of, if you had a party and, you know, Ronald, Ronald McDonald or, you know, the Burger King himself, like busted through your door and said, you can buy burgers for this much. Like that's like, it's, it's rude. Like, you know, don't come into my space of working and then just, you know, yell a hullabaloo. Um, that's a great way to compare and describe it, actually. I think that's the perfect way to, to sort of say this is how it would be in real life. Yeah. Like, and it's it's just like it's no denying like that they were doing the dodgiest way of getting around of trying to get like mass like trying to get to the masses at the cheapest rate possible which is like they they were doing like three dollar five dollar donations to advertise meals and nuggets and all that sort of stuff um rubber ninja he was talking about how it happened to him uh and (laughs) how he believes that they didn't use his little because they had a little trailer little video showing the promotion they he said they obviously didn't use his because he actually talked about how he worked at hungry jacks the australian equivalent to burger king and how much he hated it and how bad it was but they just he showed video of his stream and yeah they flooded him about three times and he said well i've got a rule in my stream that you can't self-advertised so he banned them <laughs> but Good on him. yeah so um but like in regards to like what you said, I technically don't know that like 
this is bad. Like, like I don't know if there's like a rule that prevents them from doing it this way. I guess if it's there, like... Yeah, I, d- I don't know if it's against terms of service. Like, mm. <clears throat> I doubt it would be because no doubt the, the Burger King legal eagles were probably looking into all that to make sure it's safe before they start accosting streamers with these minuscule donations to get their messages out. So I'm assuming they've dotted their I's and crossed their T's to make sure they're not going to get sued. Yeah. Um, and putting in it, like having your, your Twitch bio where it says no no self-promotion or whatever, like that's not legally binding, really. You know what? So This actually reminds me though, that in regards to advertising on another person's stream, there was this... Um, I can't remember when exactly it was, if it was last year or maybe even the year before, but there was actually a lot of um, angry streamers who were upset because um, there's a lot of um, ads that play before you load into a stream. And there was a time where Twitch had initiated an ad where it was promoting Ninja, like it was promoting Ninja's streams. And a lot of people said that that was a dodgy move because it's like you're promoting someone else on my channel. Like, you know, like it's either like saying like why go watch this person when you can watch this person or suggesting in the fact like by coming to my channel I endorse this person kind of thing so I don't know I think Twitch is probably going to find themselves in some like you know maybe have to oh, no, they won't refine their rules about that sort of stuff <laughs> they don't care <laughs> they don't care <laughs> they don't care yeah. so yeah I guess it's just some like little gray line at the moment yeah like it's ultimately it's it's dodgy and it's it's bad business but if it's not illegal like if this is the loophole that a burger king or a brand xyz is going to jump around to save themselves a substantial amount of money because obviously paid campaigns and paid promotions to content creators to advertise these things costs a lot more than a a three or five dollar donation that's for damn sure so it's dodgy in that regard it's it's clever whoever came up with it but it's bad like i don't agree with it i'll I'll acknowledge and hat tip them for getting around paying hundreds or thousands of dollars to to promote these things the normal way that that most paid activations and campaigns are done via but yeah maybe maybe simmer down on this stuff burger king like it's not as if you're short on cash to to pay a streamer to actively promote it and have your product in view of uh you know while they're streaming or you know, having a break between game and, and eating a couple of nuggets or biting into a Rodeo cheeseburger and what have, whatever you so. Yeah. Yeah. I wonder if we're going to see more of this now though because like um, it really brought it to light, didn't it? Like it's something that, yeah, has probably been happening for a while but didn't really get this type of global press and perspective until this most recent one. I guess maybe if everyone kind of put in their roles, it's kind of like um, what Robin Ninja did and said like, no self-advertising and then if they keep on breaking people like streamers rules and that should put them on some kind of list right mm, <laughs> maybe know. but like we said twitch probably won't do anything <laughs> no no they'll, they'll just give them their own dedicated burger king account and Winties. then just put all the ads before every street you know like Winties that ninja ad you're talking this. about that'll be that'll yeah. be burger king ads now I mean, like, yeah, the um, Wendy's over here, not the same Wendy's in Australia, but Wendy's over Makes here. Makes me so sad. I love Wendy's over there. It's actually pretty good, but I do miss Wendy's over there as well, like in Australia. Yeah, because we confirmed that you were quite a fan of their hot dogs. <laughs> okay, full disclosure, I was telling the guys, I was telling Jono and Brendan that I used to eat um, a Wendy's hot dog every day. 
every day. Every damn day. With and a you vanilla had a weird Coke. server lady that put like a, a, she a was, mustard tip she, on the end of your she, dog. She was a darling. She was really sweet, always nice. She kind of got to the stage where she knew I was coming. <laughs> You'd have it ready there for you when you rock up in the like, morning. Like at least, like I didn't have to wait for like anything really. But yeah, she used to do this weird thing. Maybe other people have experienced it. I don't know if it's a thing, but like she used to put like because with the buns, the buns were like pretty hollow. Like they would hollow them out. Then they would stick the hot dog in the hollow section. This is sounding gross. Well, it's going to sound worse <laughs> in a second. So the hot, they'd stick the sauce in the bread. They'd put the hot dog in there, and then she, for some reason, decided to like put sauce on the tip of the sausage just like but it was little... mustard wasn't it it was well, just like a little yeah, mustard splash like yeah she just kind of like do a little squeeze of must i like it's it's actually a really nice considering because you know she's letting your first bite still have sauce in it or you know mustard or whatever in it so you know it's not like you're gonna just get straight straight dog so yeah that's my yeah. story guys enjoy <laughs> i hope you're listening to it first thing in the morning when wendy's is pretty like australian wendy's is pretty great but it's just i wish we had american wendy's and it makes me sad because new zealand has american wendy's do they really australia I, does not yeah i mean you guys have carl's jr oh, but carl's jr sucks i prefer great. henry jackson carl's jr yeah it's not over great. here at least like american one's better but over here it tastes like a shit of hungry jacks i only go to carl's jr here if we're like hungover or drunk <laughs> they do good shakes and the fact they do waffle fries though i can appreciate some waffle fries yeah waffle fries is good but yeah baconators from wendy's uh <laughs> so good son of baconator son of baconator <laughs> all right chuck fresh let's bring us home big fella you've got mail mail <laughs> we're not fixing that are we <laughs> i will eventually <laughs> maybe i don't know people are used to it keep it and diving into the mailbag this week uh, with, with this question. With at Tim the Tap Man finally getting that four guys crown, we wanted to know what is your golden crown moment in gaming? And now uh, we decided the best answer to this uh, question will win a set of Audio-Technica headphones. Uh, so I'll go through some of the Discord responses first. And at Limo Tank says, finishing the water temple in Ocarina of Time. Oh. Everything has been downhill since then. <laughs> Water Temple, shit. <laughs> I've never played Ocarina of Time, so I've got no skin in this game. None. Are you serious? Yeah. As I said, I'm not a big Zelda guy. Never played it. I mean, I wouldn't call myself a big Zelda person either, but I played Ocarina of Time. I, I probably should hand in my gamer card. That yeah. and Diablo, I get yeah, castrated you- <laughs> for. <laughs> especially with me wow we've all learned something today everyone yeah sorry gamers but uh yeah so the water temple i did some looking at it and it looked like it was a pretty fucking tough battle it's a headache all right calgar obviously andrew natoli from the inconsolables he says the bloodborne platinum but he then also said a little bit after that he wanted to change his response to clearing all of the Dark Souls games and DLC using only Caestus weapons because Caestus is bestus. And that was like six months worth of streams. Yeah, so power to him. He's all about the Dark Souls and and Bloodborne games and all these Soulsborne offshoots. Like, he's a patient man. I'll give him that. Like, I cry and get angry and just never want to play them again trying these types of styles. So power to you, Calgar. Noble XTC. Uh, Nobu from the Game Sushi Podcast says, Final Fantasy VI, 
I was at the last boss and my partner, uh, my party was down except for one person. I'm an atheist myself, but the boss was tough as fuck. It was down to he hits me first, I or I hit him first. So I pressed attack and started praying of all things. And started praying of all things, lol. Surprisingly, I got the first hit in and I killed the boss. Cheers all round early in the morning. We watched the ending and the credits. Then I reverted back to my atheism. Lol. <laughs> Oh, see, Final Fantasy is always a punishment, but I like yeah. I was, I don't remember it being like a. I always thought it was like you kind of knew what was like who who had the next attack. Mm, I don't know. It's just going to be pile on me for my gamer card. Like I've only played find seven out all these games. You haven't played. I've played seven. I've played fifteen. Uh... Like that's it for Final Fantasy. All right, at Tillhouse underscore on the Discord. Getting fourth on the world leaderboard for a speed run of a level on Duck Game. Yes. I think I'm now ranked 20th or something. Duck Game. Great game. If, yeah, if no one out there has played Duck Game, play Duck Game. It's so good. You uh, brought me to Duck Game yeah. way back when. Way back when, I, when. When I came over and visited you in the Americanos. Like, uh, you introduced me to Duck Game many years ago now. And uh, I thank you for that. Yeah. It's a great game. It's a great game to play with friends um, online, co-op, whatever. But... It's such it's like it's so simple in concept, but like I have played it for hours and hours on end. So nice work, Tillhouse. Hell yeah. GC Fabio, obviously at Benny McJanet, the Spawny thirteen. The flawless raid run in Destiny One. Getting that trophy was a bastard and took the best of my guild to get it. Also beating Taken King raid on hard mode was such an adrenaline rush. When we beat it, clearing a Destiny raid is still my favorite team moment in gaming feel like he's uh rubbing that into me yeah maybe a little bit maybe a little bit <laughs> i haven't really completed a rain so um but i mean it's, it's strange that like if he like those are some enjoyable moments for him he's i mean <laughs> there's a few like flawless runs that people are trying to do now so you know if he ever wants to get i, I mean i can't help him because like i said never <laughs> completed a raid um although benny did try to help me once complete a raid um but uh, I, th I think this was like I think it was like at the start of when the raid got dropped so people were still figuring out how to get it done properly and I was I think a mess. I was playing with you guys that night were you? we got to the we got to the garden part I think we got stuck on the garden with them bloody dogs skulking around yeah. and, and all that part but yeah. I haven't finished all the Destiny 2 raids I've done the ones from Destiny 1 uh, with, with Benny and his crew but yeah haven't done 2 but looking forward to getting back into 2 said i'm gonna line it up with the next uh major release so uh it's smart. yeah can't wait all right moving across to the twitters matt tilby obviously at it's tilby on the twitters he says in 2012 i beat former brisbane raw now western sydney and socceroos player matt german at fifa to win a copy of fifa street for the xbox 360 had it signed by the raw team too and um if you want to check this out he posted a photo in response to this, to the at we are eight bit account, and look at little baby Matt Tilby. He looks like he's seven years old. Look at him. Oh, I love that he actually had the picture too. It's one thing to kick someone's ass, but actually a photo evidence of it is just mm -hmm. awesome. Yeah, no respect, respect, and I miss those sort of street sport offshoots: FIFA Street, NBA Street, NFL Street. I think they're they're the best kind of sports games. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> at Jamie Penning. 
in 2006, I won a trip to Melbourne in a comp for Australia's Ultimate Bounty Hunter, where I played Metroid Prime Hunters with 11 others to try and win a thousand bucks. We played in a private cinema, and while I made it to the final, I finished fourth overall and won a DS Lite. That sounds badass. They played in a cinema, like with the it's big sick. screen. Yeah, it's so good. So good. <laughs> On that front, I don't know if it happens over in the Americanos, but mm. uh, event cinema at the moment, just because I guess there's there's limited releases with, with movies, you can actually rent out a cinema for two hours and bring a gaming console and play your own games and your own console on the cinema screen. So you can book out the space. I think it's like 200 bucks for two hours, but you can take your console in and play whatever you want on the cinema screen with your friends, which is fucking cool. I, I mean, want to do it. I've witnessed people like do that like i've seen it on social media where someone's posted that so i'm guessing it's a service that's offered i guess it's just not really publicized like it's not really advertised or whatever so hmm. yeah yeah all right the the big g aus on the twitters he says when i was on stage at pax raising money for generosity and doing it with my best mate and then he does Aww. the fist bump emoji there uh yeah Big G does a lot of stuff, a lot of positive stuff for charity there. And his best mate in question is uh, at Nacho Pants on the Twitters uh, for anyone that is wondering. And uh, yeah, Generosity, still doing good things there. I think they've got some more stuff planned for the big packs online extravaganza that's coming up very soon as well. So keep your eyes peeled there. Uh, Skeelzy at Skeelzy Shooter uh, says, I beat my dad on NBA Live 95 using a team of shacks and only shooting three-pointers which is insane. Uh, so good though. I would, I'd love to watch that. Like just an army of shacks trying, just to, love, trying to drop them from three. I beat my dad, like, like the ultimate nemesis of like, like, cause my dad used to play games as well. So like, you know, beating your father at a game, it's always just like, I've, I've reached an honorable level. Yep. Yep. Uh, and then uh, the last one on the Twitters at Josie Comes Home says, Don't laugh, but when I beat the boss on Super Mario Sunshine, my kid was at school and I had promised to wait to play until he came home. <laughs> oh, the shame of doing it when he was not there. I'll never live it down. <laughs> <laughs> that was great. I love it. Like what about yourself? What's, what's your crowning achievements in games? I mean, the one that I think of is... Um, and the game another world um i played it on the sega way back when i think when it probably got released really you know and it was to me it was a scary game um it was also complex to me back then as well um so i never actually really got too far into it but i loved the game like i thought it was really cool looking i love the style like i wanted to know the story but i just was shit um so it was good to see when it came back it actually appeared on the xbox store i think and so um purchased it and i was determined that i was going to finish it and i finally finished it i finally got to witness the story i finally got to finish the game i got to see all the other different things that you got to experience later on and i was just so happy that i finally finished this game from like my childhood so that was probably my crowning crowning moment Bit a bit of childhood closure there. Yeah. Would have felt good. <laughs> yeah, childhood closure. That's one. Now onto the other hundred things. What about you? <laughs> this this was a tough one because like I've played a lot of games, finished a lot of games, but I sort of thought, what have I done or experienced in games that is I guess different to a lot of them others? And 
uh, wanted, wanted to mention first uh, Horizon Zero Dawn because it's the only game I've ever platinumed or ever actively seeked out to platinum. Oh. So I, I got the platinum for Horizon Zero Dawn. I know it's not one of the like hardest platinums out there from you know within the PlayStation uh, ecosystem, but yeah, got got the plat with uh, Horizon. That's my only platinum uh, on 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 the sort of Sony uh, range of range of titles. So that's a a nice little crowning achievement for me. And then um, I just think way back to playing uh, Super Mario Brothers three with my uncle on the old SNES way back when and going through and, and finish, finishing that game front to back without using any whistles and, and you know, skipping levels, skipping worlds. <laughs> and uh, I think that's still one of my proudest moments because I was, I was, how old would I have been? You know, seven, seven or eight, I guess, at the time and going through and finishing finishing uh, Super Mario Bros. 3 as, as Luigi. My, my uncle had to be Mario because he was older and he was, you know, the leader of the two of us. But uh, Luigi's better yeah, that, anyway. Yeah, I, I agree. I agree. Luigi, he doesn't get enough respect. So, wow. uh, yeah, Uncle Aaron, stick it up your ass. <laughs> but I also win. But thank you for uh, helping me get there and finishing Super Mario Bros. 3 back when I was a little one. They're, they're the two probably biggest ones that come to mind. Like, I think of getting the, the chicken dinners in PUBG or the, or the champion announcements in Apex and stuff, and they're awesome as well. But when you start getting a couple of them... It, it's still special, but it sort of loses some of that significance. So they're the ones that I think of um, from from that immediately come to mind. Yeah, I guess I this is going to sound really sad. I never really play a game to excel at it. I just you know play a game to enjoy it. So I guess I never have any moments where I'm like fuck yeah. Although actually, when my when I got my four guys win finally, that was a relief. Freaking escorting everyone else to the crown but myself. So that was um that was a good moment, but. Yeah. And now you got four guys' crowns just falling yeah, out your backside, now, it seems. I, I don't know what happened. All of a sudden, I'm just winning games. And I'm winning, like, not just the the uphill one as well. Like, I'm winning, like, other ones now. So I'm like, I either everyone got shit or, like, it just... No, I, I'm assuming everyone got shit. <laughs> it's I, pretty crazy, like, like going full circle back to the, the origin of this, this question with Tim the Tatman and just the, the global hysteria on will he won't he and then he finally mm. got the got the crown and the the social campaign that obviously four guys did was impeccable and, and they're over a million followers now like my god like yeah. hat tip to everyone involved there but seeing him get that win it's just weird with some games like i was getting like i played a bit of four guys throughout this week a few games here and there and i think i got maybe five crowns in, in those couple of nights where I played, like it seems to be a game that you can you can get on a bit of a run yeah, and, and get a couple of wins or at least get close to getting a few wins. Like I've, I've watched a few other people play and, and the struggle is real with some of them trying to get past just like the first mini game. And I sit there and go, oh, That's child, like, poor child. I'm so sorry. Like I know I can be pretty incapable when it comes to first person shooters, but I just, I just, to me personally, Fall Guys is the simplest of the simple. Like, like, I know a lot of people love to point out to me, some really, like, really sour people love to point out, oh, it's like a kid's game. Oh, I'm like, well, whatever. It's it's a fun game. It's a game for all. But, like, that's the thing. It's like, it should be pretty accessible. Like, there's not much to it. Like, there is some, like, I'm going to be honest, there is just some pure luck to it. 
sometimes you just get given the short straw at the start and it's unfortunate but like for the most part to me it's just like you you get it eventually like you no one's perfect the first round but you do you get it like once you know a stage once you've done it maybe once or twice you get it you know like so I saw someone tweet about Tim's thing and said, well, if I was getting a lot of exposure for sucking, I would keep sucking too, so. <laughs> yeah, it's smart, I guess, isn't yeah. it? Like it made for a good good conversation piece at the video game water cooler. But yeah, he's got that got that crown now and mm-hmm. um, we'll see what happens. But uh, yeah, so this has been um, episode 207 of the Hungry Gamers podcast. I just wanted to quickly have one quick shout out before we, we close this sucker down. Uh, anyone that hasn't seen... An announcement the last couple of days for a game by a development studio called Game Science, and the the game is called Black Myth Wukong. Mm. It was pretty much unknown until this week, and it has just blown up. Ten million views on Chinese video site Bilibili alone, as well as a bucket load of views on YouTube and all the other sort of offshoots that have been sharing it as well. Uh, this game looks fantastic, and there's 13 minutes of gameplay doing the rounds from this small studio out of China. Uh, they're apparently going to go into isolation and mode now and continue development. But there is a lot of chatter about this game that has just came out of nowhere. Mm. Uh, so give that a look, anyone that hasn't. 30 minutes of gameplay for Black Myth Wukong. Looks awesome, as, as we sort of alluded to at the very start. It's a martial arts game, uh, but in that sort of Souls genre, it looks like. Yeah. So um, yeah, martial arts, martial arts Souls. Uh, Black Myth Wukong, give it a look by Game Science. Yeah, if, if Sony or Microsoft were smart, they would buy this studio very quickly and chuck it as an exclusive under their banner. But uh, we'll see. It's it's cool to see though. Probably Xbox, they need it. Yeah, anything else you want to say before we get on out of here? Hell no, let's go. All right, so uh, this has been the end of... Uh, this has been episode 207 of the Hungry Games podcast. Be sure to rate, review, subscribe us. Till next week, AP Nation, much love. And stay hungry. You've been listening to The Hungry Gamers, one of many gaming and geek culture-related podcasts from the 8-Bit Collective over on 8bit.net. Check out more episodes on your podcast service of choice. And while you're there, please be sure to rate and subscribe. Until next time, boys and girls, stay hungry. Do you think the lady from Wendy's is still working there? I hope not. She was pretty old. I love hot dogs.